Welcome to Sharing My Truth with Mel and Susie, the uncensored version, where we bear it all. We do. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Sharing My Truth Pod. And you're here with Mel and Susie, and I'm Susie, and that's Mel. And this is Sharing My Truth Pod, where you find everything from sex, love, to now fetishes. Ooh, and kinky kinks. And you can follow us on Sharing My Truth Pod at Instagram, threads now, what the fuck. And you can go to our website, sharingmytruth.com. Leave us a voicemail, send us a little mail, because we're going to go through some mail today. Hey, babes. How Hello. are you? Hello, darling. How are you? I'm, I'm so good. I'm um, absolutely fabulous. Yeah, of course you are. You're on fucking vacation. Literally, <laughs> literally fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. You look amazing. You look glowing. I am nasally and hungover. Well, not the best. Yeah. What can you do? I don't know. Like, you're literally like, you're shining like a star. Shining? Yes. Well, I think that's some very expensive products, but okay. (laughs) Still waiting for the get ready with me mail. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Get ready with mail. We've got to do that. So, what are we doing today, Susie? Well, we have a little write in from someone, which is. A little out of the norm, if you could say that. It is. It is a bit of out of the norm. And not so, just because it is a fetish, but because it's just out of the norm of even fetishes that I've heard of that aren't considered like normal in quotations. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I've never heard of this. But, um, you know, as we said, what did we say? A fetish is a, um, what did we say it was? A fetish is a um an outside of it's being attracted to a body part that's not traditionally attractive sexually. So like a foot or a finger or a nose yeah. or so an f- ear. It's yeah, yeah, so exactly. So and that it is so just to get the Oxford language, the Oxford dictionary. Oh God, a form we all of need sexual that. desire in which gratification is strongly linked to a particular object or activity or part of the body, other than the sexual organs. Exactly. And I think for most people, think thing that's not like traditionally you think of as a sexual part of your body or a sexy part of your body. Exactly. So, so like we we I mentioned last week, feet. And that's kind of a thing you hear a lot about. But this um, gentleman wrote in to us. Yes. And I'm going to read you what he said. I can't wait. So he said, hi, girls, which is hilarious that I was in the girls bit, but that's fine. Um, Me and my partner, a future wife, need your advice, helps, tips, opinions, thoughts. They're both 20. They live in the UK. And he says that his partner, fiance, has a weird what he calls, well, he says weird, I'm not saying weird, has this weird obsession fetish kink for my sticky out, aka outy belly button. <laughs> okay, I don't mean to laugh, but it is, you have to kind of laugh. You have to kind of get the fun because it is weird. As he's saying, I think yeah. it's also weird. 
you, you've got to, it's fun, like have a lot. I mean, you have to with sex. sex yes, you, exactly. And it's very core cool. is such a kind of weird thing and messy and everything else. And we glamorize it in like <sighs> TV shows and stuff. And it really, for the most part, for most people is not. It's sweaty, hot bodies with lots of fluid. And, you know, so you got to laugh about it, to be honest oh, with I you. I love it you? so much. Um, so he said, she, so she has a, well, as I said, a, a fetish kink, whatever, a thing for a thing, shall we say, for his sticky out, aka outy belly button. And his belly button sticks out a little bit more and she wants to do a lot of things all over it. And in a nutshell, he is asking us what he can do with it. I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. I love and to he, hear about new fetishes. And, you know, I think he also, um, he also said she, she wants to eat stuff out of his, belly button (laughs) she wants to do like raspberries and and like what do you call that like naughty noises you know like Like, and he's he said a zerbert zerbert. yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and she wants to eat lick whipped cream chocolate sauce honey ice cream out of his outy belly button this man is very descriptive he's very descriptive he might have the kink he might do because it does go on quite a lot after this <laughs> yeah and he's asking also about different ways what she can do play with like ice and stuff like that and oh. he, but he does say that he's very self-conscious about his outy belly button he's been always very self-conscious about it and um it's quite sensitive and ticklish and i actually think that's actually quite wonderful if it's something he's been self-conscious about mm-hmm. that's the thing that she loves about him i, I think, know that's cute well, as hell that's amazing yeah isn't it that's so, so sweet i mean that's the question is i mean in a very my very short answer to this would be as dr klein said to us in a previous in our previous um in a previous episode that fetishes can be atypical. I mean, if it, you know, you like feet or the next person, as she put it, likes anal sex. One thing that is totally weird and disgusting to one person is not to the other person. And gen- mm-hmm. generally, it's not, it doesn't pose any problem. Yeah. As long life. as it's, yeah. As long as it's like not, um, like a recurring disgust response from the other person that 100%. it's, then you, you can kind of deal with it and live with it and kind of figure out how to, make it sexy in your life yeah and i love that and also like i said if it's something like if it was this is belly buttons but if it was feet and as i've mentioned earlier i'm not a big fan of feet but your partner thought your feet were amazing surely that's 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 a great thing isn't it that's like the thing you're insecure about that your other person really really likes well just go for it do whatever you want with it 100 percent freaking spaghetti bolognese out of it if you oh want fuck to. yeah <laughs> do whatever you like ice cream you know if it's fun if it's fun and you're not hurting anybody then what's the issue that is so funny i mean yeah this isn't this <clears throat> excuse me this doesn't really sound like a problem like i think he is excited about it it sounds like um, and he wants to know what more he can do obviously about this and because it sounds like she wants to do stuff to him. I don't know if, like, he does say, like, how do I do stuff to her belly button? But it doesn't sound like she wants stuff done to her belly button. She just wants to do stuff to his belly button. Is that, am I correct? Would that be fair? Um, well, actually, no, he wants, he wants to do stuff with her belly button, too. Right. 
No, but sh- does she want to do stuff to her belly button? That he, he's not that's really, her. It's her fetish. It's not really clear. He just says that it's it's her. Yeah, it's her fetish, basically. That's what she really likes. Well, because and this is what I'm saying. It's like, does a foot fetish person like their own feet massaged? Or do they just want to massage other feet? Well, that's a very good question. I, you I know? don't know. I've never thought about this. Because she's he has a sticky out belly button. Again, yeah, so I've never thought nice. about belly buttons. Mine, personally, is an innie. What kind of belly button do you have? I also have an innie, yes. Thank you for asking. And I actually have a very deep innie. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot deeper than the rest of the innies I've seen. Is it? It is. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like women's belly buttons are sexy. Like they can be. Well, yeah, that's why like people have, you know, piercings and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So they're not, it's not like a completely hugely weird fetish that's like, oh, I love, you know, the top of your ear. It's like okay, it's not, except it's 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 um it's his and men's <clears throat> belly buttons. I don't think you traditionally think. I don't think you think anything about them, do you? No. And <laughs> they often have hair in them. Yeah, we're not a huge fan of that. But but also, not many people. I have no idea what the statistics are. Have outy ones. You don't yeah. see very often people who have kind of outy belly Isn't buttons. It? Not that I look at people's <clears throat> belly buttons, oh my God. but. It's Isn't it because like it's a, like cut wrong when you have the umbilical cord? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor, but it's, like it's something to do with that. I think I knew once, and I can't remember now. But it is something. It obviously is, yeah, where you're connected to the mother. So it's something to do with that, right? But I'm not quite sure why it happens. Um, maybe I should look that out. I don't. Okay. Know. Well, here's the thing. So I have this amazing article from Vice. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, also I would suggest anyone who feels like they have a weird fetish or they have a weird kink or anything like that literally just to go on google and be like what is this thing because 100 percent exists and you're not weird for having it it's like millions of people in the world are thinking the exact same thing as you so you're not mm-hmm. estranged for thinking these things because there's a little whole article on vice about what is naval play a beginner's guide to belly button fetishes. Like, there you go. That's amazing. Like, so many people in the world are are having this exact same reaction. Yeah. And it is because, and they say, um, the navel is an erogenous zone because it has multiple nerve endings that make it sen- sensitive to touch. So it is yeah. actually a very sensual, sexy place. Because also, if we think about it, like, it is a, like, it's a hole. You know, like except in this man's case, it's not a hole because he's got an outie. Yeah. No, you're right. But it's an entryway to the. It's like, and it's also, you think of your body. It's kind of going down there. A hundred percent. You're right. Travel, it's on it's the almost. Down. You're almost. You're almost in the in the hot zone, as we say. In the hot. In the zone, hot zone. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, like you say, well, we'll link the article in the blog post. Absolutely. And it says here that. In a 1985 interview, so this is in the 80s, this shit happened in the 80s, guys. The 80s were crazy fucking time. Madonna likened the experience of a belly button stimulation or navel play to nearly achieving an orgasm. And she says, my favorite, I'm going to say like Madonna, my favorite button is my belly button. I have the most perfect belly button, she said. When I stick a finger in my belly button, I feel a nerve in the center of my body just shoot up my spine. So I'm sure... 
it's not just her. It's not. It can't just be Madonna. Madonna, you're not no, that special. I, I'm. I'm sure it isn't because, like you say, let's face it, it is a sensitive bit. Like we said, you know, you can have jewelry there. Um, yes, particularly for women, it's kind of a sexy part of a woman's body. Bizarrely, even though you don't really think, but it is. Like you think of the way, particularly a lot of young women dress. Mm-hmm. Well, you have your midriff showing, and kind of part yes. of it is the belly button, right? I just don't think we think very much of it for men, really. A hundred percent. So that's maybe where he's insecure anyway, because it's a part of his body that he's always not, he's been insecure about. Right. But his partners, my answer to him, like I said before, is your partner really likes it. I think that's amazing. And at the end of the day, you can do anything. Yeah. Your imagination, whether it's food or whatever it is. I mean, why not do whatever you want? And as we said, like, you know, Dr. Klein said these things are not necessarily a problem. It's not something that's veering into anything that's problematic. Yes. As long as it's not hurting anyone else and you're just having fun, like, who fucking cares? It's not hurting anyone. It's consensual. Who cares what anybody else thinks? It's between you and your your couple and you're having a good time. That's it. Who cares? So here's... Yeah. I just want to say there's so many ways you can play with the belly button. Like Mm -hmm. there is, if you had a foot fetish, you can use this advice for kind of any wear on the body that might have a little more stimulation. But feathers are a great tool. That's a good idea. Feathers are a great tool for tickling and teasing. Okay. Good idea. Um, what else? I uh, he he mentioned ice in his thing, but ice is excellent. Like warm, cold temperature play is really really good um you can also stick an um a glass dildo in the freezer and bring it out very good yes. in case you guys didn't know um you can always if you guys um this is more on the bdsm side but not intense like you can always use hot wax yes. but like safe hot wax i want to make a note here do not use beeswax it will literally burn your skin but if you're using soy, any kind of body safe wax, you can yes. do that and you can yeah. drip. It's yeah. super sexy, super hot. You can even use like a little bit more like, like I know I have like a, I have like a little candle that turns to like massage oil. Oh, Get one right. of those. It's yeah. really sexy. Um, Move it across the body. It's really, really nice. I actually, I don't know what this is called, but um, my boyfriend and I, we like, we found it in a sex store one day and it's like, um, it has like a, it's like a spinny wheel with spikes. I don't know what it's called, hmm. but it actually feels fucking, we should have got it. We didn't get it, but it feels amazing. And it's just like, it's just kind of like tickles when you like roll right. it up and down your body. It doesn't yeah. hurt. It looks kind of scary. It literally looks like a torture weapon, but you just kind of roll it up and down your body and it feels like ugh, it gives you like the shivers. So honestly, I would look into, little things that you can kind of tease and touch and maybe just go around the belly button and you don't have to just eat food out of it. You know, like there's actually so many real sex tools and toys to make this a little more pleasurable and fun and exciting. Absolutely. And any kind of like massage with, you know, obviously get the right sort of massage, the right oils, be careful with that and then use all that kind of stuff and, there's just there's there's lots you can do. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I like mean, like, I said, 
Yeah, go ahead. Don't don't be insecure about it. Don't be worried about it because it, 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 in a positive sense, it's your thing that you have with her. And yeah. Or part of the thing, if you like. And it's 100%. a bit different to other people, but so what? You know, so what? What difference does it make? I mean, I think the one thing I'm really interested in, and I think we should, like, I don't know what our listeners think, is just to sort of really clarify, you know, what fetishes and kinks are. Because I think people are really, really confused about it. Yeah. I think they have a real sense that a fetish is something really quite weird and that 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 it goes into a realm that's a bit dark and that's not the case at all as as we said like we've talked about and we've talked about in our in our what I was you know quoting again but in our previous interview with Dr. Klein like it isn't necessarily but I think there is a perception that fetishes and kinks are very strange that in a sense they're the same thing but they're not so just to kind of talk about that really what, yeah. what, what that is so we said what a the definition of a fetish is right yeah the, so it's like an, it's an ab it's not no it's not not normal but it's more abnormal of like wanting to like suck a toe instead of maybe suck on yeah. someone's lips it's just it's just the different things different you like thing. or it's, it's either an so a fetish either an inanimate object or a part of the body that you wouldn't normally think is sexual. Oh, right. I guess it could be an inanimate object, too. A form of sexual linked to a particular object. Yeah. Okay. So have you ever seen those? like shoes. Well, have you ever seen those shows that was like My Secret Obsession or anything like that? Have you seen those on TLC? It's like the most ridiculous. Everything on TLC is ridiculous. But like... I don't think so. It's like people... I don't know if it's even still on. It's probably not. But people are like, they have the show, but people who are like obsessed with like balloons and you'll have this man who's like, has like a million balloons in his house. He's just like rubbing them on him. And then like you have like someone who's like married their car and they're like trying to fuck the car. Like this shit that is maybe yeah. also in the fetish <laughs> community. It's- so funny that you've just said marry the car because I was just watching a TikTok, obviously, before no. I came, we, we started. Yeah. And it was about this woman who's married or is in a relationship with a fair ride. A, f- a fair ride. Like, like a, huge, like a teacup, like, like a, like a no, spitting like a teacup. Huge kind of, it's like a, she, she's bought this enormous fair ride, like this. Or she's in the fair business. I've no idea, but you know, those kind of things that go round and round. Yeah. And she's, and she, and so before this, she was in a relationship with a train. And before that, she was in a relationship with a, with a plane. What? With a plane. Yeah. But it is called something. It's called something OS. It's anyway, but the point is there are many things in this world, but yeah, it just made me realize about that. But so, but the difference between. I don't know if that's a fetish. That really That sounds is. like a fetish because you have kind of an obsession with an object. And you're yeah, like, maybe that is it. Gets yeah. you turned so on. She, she, but, but I don't know if it was sexual. It was romantic. Rom- so is romantic romant- not sexual? No, because you, you know you can be asexual, aromantic. So that's true. Things. But I feel like if you're, if you wanted to love this fair ride, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> You're gonna want to fuck it in some way, no? You're gonna want to masturbate to it, no? No, 
I don't, not necessarily. It's not. I don't believe it. She's definitely masturbating to that fair ride. She's definitely, is it, what is, what is that big wheel? What is that big wheel? Like, what's the eye in London? What is that called? What is that again? London Eye. No, but like, (laughs) fuck. You're getting excited. The London Eye. (laughs) No, like, the fuck. What is that ride called? What is it? The London Eye. Oh, God. Like the wheelchair, Ferris wheel, the Ferris wheel. For fuck's sakes, the fucking Ferris wheel. Okay, (laughs) she is getting on that fucking Ferris wheel that she has bought for herself, and she's going up to it, and she's like rubbing her one out, and she gets to the top, and she, you know, orgasms. Like that's how that works. That's how that works. There's no other way to this. Yeah. Anyway, so. So I'm now going to describe kink. So this is what the dictionary says Go about ahead. kink, right? Oh, a dictionary. So let's look at the dictionary. No, this isn't the dictionary. I need this the urban dictionary. The urban. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what it actually says. Um, a kink is a type of sexual taste to have a type of act that relates to sadomasochistic BDSM and sexual. Oh, no, I'm not going to say that because that wasn't good. What? Um, Hang on. Um, it does say here in the Urban Dictionary, a kink is sexual taste for a person. Usually a kink is an unusual taste in sexual behavior. Unusual. But what, how do you define unusual? Well, Urban Dictionary, anyone can fucking write in. I've wrote in about shit. Um, meaning? This is the Oxford Dictionary, sorry, darling. But a kink is literally just an act of doing something. Instead of being kind of, not having more of an obsession about an inanimate object or an weird little body part it's actually the act of like let's say you really like to be tickled and like that's a kink or like you really like to um i don't know dress up like a baby like that's a kink what is the real meaning of kink so the the merriam webster's that's a dictionary right the definition of kink is unconventional unconventional sexual taste or behavior and includes a wide variety of behaviors and preferences yeah that includes bdsm or 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 bondage or sadomasochism or whatever so it, it is like outside of unconventional is unconventional the best way of putting it but yeah i just think it's such a like lots of people are do all sorts of things that can be defined as kinky of course you know, but it's like you- if you like gang bangs that's a kind of a kink you yes. know if you yes, like it is. you know i don't know if you like mmfs that's a kink. Yes. You know? That's a kink, yeah. If you like to be peed on, that's a kink. There's a whole shit ton of kinks. There's too many kinks to talk about in this one podcast. And we'll do an entirely other podcast on just kinks. We have to do a podcast. But that's the difference of the kink to the fetish. Is the fetish is the body part or an object, as we've learned. The kink is an act of doing something like out deviation. of the conventional. Yes. A deviation from the conventional. That's right. But to emphasize that many, many, many people are a bit kinky. It's, it's much. Everyone's more a bit kinky. Yeah, exactly. It's much more common than not. And that most people have had some kind of thoughts about something that, if you want to call it conventional. Yeah. In, um, well, you can call it vanilla sex. If you're just doing vanilla, vanilla. sex, like where it's exactly. just like you're doing the same shit over and over again. It's not very exciting. It's not very, but it, maybe you like that. Maybe you just don't need anything more exciting, but a lot of people do need more than yeah. that. Yeah. And then a lot of people are having vanilla sex and 
actually that is worrying them that it's too vanilla and they spend a lot of their time thinking about other things yes that don't necessarily get to it because right. maybe it's a little complicated or they they're probably in most cases absolutely terrified what their partner's going to say if you suddenly say i'd like you to pee on me I mean, well, this is, yeah, you got to warm up the subject, okay? You got to be in the shower first. If you have a pee kink, you got to be in the shower. You got to be like, what if I just peed on you a little bit? And then the other person's like, oh my God, what the fuck are you doing? Or they're going to be like, haha, this is so funny. Do it. And then you kind of can see where you're going. You can definitely, I love the voice. You know? (laughs) Yeah. But yes, definitely. I mean, <laughs> pee is one thing. Yes. You're like into I can't like, do the pee. I can't. Ugh. No. I, my, I mean, not to go too far down this road. For me, it's just, it is a waste product. It's, it's like people who want to shit on each other. And I've heard so many stories mm-hmm. about this. And you're just like, just the smell a lot. I just, how is, you see your, you're like gagging. Un- un- but I can't. Some people, some people like that. But, uh, you know, and I guess if you're both, that's the thing. If you're both into it and you both want to do it and it's both okay exactly. and you can do it in a way that you're not going to kind of get ill, fine. It's just, it's probably just very difficult to meet somebody in a, let's say, normal setting where you're going to meet somebody who's going to be, uh, yeah, I'm into that too. So is it, and my question, because I don't know the answer, is it often... I, I feel that is often that one partner wants to do something, whether it is peeing or threesomes or whatever it is that they're into, and the other person is not so much into it. And then they often kind of get pulled into doing the thing because they want to keep the other person happy. And that's when I think things can get very messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you've got to want to do it. A hundred percent. Or you've got to at least be willing to be interested in it you can you know try I mean? it and see if you like it and then one of you hate it then you're like i'm it, never doing this again and then your partner's like well i really fucking like that so we're breaking up yeah i don't know what the answer to that is it's really i mean <clears throat> in this man's situation it's very nice because he's very open to his partner's navel fetish but if he wasn't and he was like my belly button is way too sensitive for this i don't like this at all that would really hurt her and be like well, I really want to fuck your belly button, so I don't know what to tell you. And then she might get very upset and offended. She would. But obviously they both are kind of into it. He's accepted it and he wants to figure out how they in, they kind of do it. Yes. And I, I honestly don't think – I really appreciate that he, he wrote in to us and that's great, but I really don't think it's actually very complicated. I just think do what you want. Do what you want. Exactly. If you're both happy and you can, you know, it, just do what you want. This isn't, I don't think, and obviously we have stated many times we are not clinicians, we're not doctors, but this is, to me, sounds not prob- problematic at all. If you're both aware of it, you're both discussing it, you both think it's fun, then do what you want. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Do what you want, sir. This woman sounds like a great lady. If she's trying to bring you in on all of her sexy little kinks and fetishes, it sounds great. So, you know, you just gotta, just gotta lean into it. Give her belly button a little raspberry if you want. A little. Thanks, thanks, Susan. I just absolutely love. I love how that. I love how that turns one on. Like that is fucking hilarious to me, and in the best way possible. Like good for you, you know. 
people can get over anything. <laughs> they, they, they they really can. They can. They just, I think it's great. I really do. That's amazing. Um, the only thing I was going to say to you, Miss Susie. Yes. Is I have an article here as yes. well. So this is from very well in terms of my facts. Oh, fuck Because we yeah. know how I love a fact. Yes, we do. And this may, again, also help this gentleman. So this is from verywellmind.com. And this article was written in 2023, which is actually what is a fetish, which we, we have discussed. Um, and it says here that the term fetish has become fairly mainstream. Uh, this is funny because it says, for example, foot fetishes are the most common and openly talked about. You see, I told you I wasn't mad. It is the most commonly talked about. Because feet but... actually can be cute. That's the thing. Like a good foot is a good foot. But some people have like weird foot fetishes where they're like, not weird, obviously. But like, you know, where like the pinky toe or like, you know, they really love like stubby feet. And I'm like, what? Like, no, you got to have the perfect little pop, 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 like a model's foot, you know, where they're like on the in the yeah, shoe. And the, and the problem is then you wear those shoes for years and then like me, you get arthritis and your feet look like they belong to an alien. And they so. have like little bunions now. Uh, they're like they're not nice but so you could then what happens if you start out in your relationship and you have really nice feet and i would say i had pretty nice feet yeah i wouldn't say they're horrendous but they're not the way they were no you could maybe that's me in general you could put yourself on footfinder.com and find someone who likes bunions like i'm just saying like people are people love this shit i could i could make millions you really could um so this is this is what this article says, which I do think is 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 important for people to understand if they're in any way concerned, because this guy who wrote into us is obviously concerned, otherwise he wouldn't be written in. The truth is that a fetish is only a problem when the fixation interferes with your life or causes undue suffering to you or those around you. So I think it's like I've said this many times, I say this I say this a lot, is that anything in your life that veers into obsessive it doesn't matter what it is, whether yeah. it's drinking, sex, shopping, I don't care what it is. If it becomes obsessive, then you got to deal with it. If it's actually interfering with your life and causing you distress, i.e. you can't live your life the way you want, then it's something, it's problematic as opposed to not problematic. And I think it's as simple as that. It's the same with, you know, kinks. If you're, if, if there's something that is actually you're into let's say you go to sex parties or you go to your into bdsm or whatever it is that you do and you do that the weekend and you go to parties or you have a group of people you enjoy yes we love that yes um that's completely fine as long as it isn't like a secret sort of dark side of your life which is causing a huge amount of stress because the rest of your life isn't like that, if you see what I mean. And it's, it's in conflict with the rest of your life. Yeah. I think that's, <clears throat> I think that's a great thing to note, Mel. Like if you have a community who supports and loves you, even if it's just one person, it makes yeah. such a difference for you as like someone who maybe feels a little bit more abnormal or just out of the norm or like 100%. unconventional like just having that one person to talk to who accepts you for who you are and especially if that's your partner that's amazing because they want you to feel free and all these things but yeah i mean having fetishes are not they're not like in quotations normal so having this kind of weird thing that you're like this is weird about me i don't know if i like like and i feel like this all the time where i'm like 
watching different porns and like feeling different things about certain things and like what the fuck is happening but when you're aroused shit just goes off the walls and you know right scientifically it's just like you know you could probably watch anything once you're aroused and be like oh that could be something but it doesn't mean you want that done to you also it just means that no you know we're human beings and you can get aroused by pretty much fucking anything because we're wild creatures but feral almost literally but i i I, I do think it's it's important for people to understand that you know if 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 this is something that is causing you some distress then you really should get seek some help i think also perhaps if you're like i just said you're living in conflict like maybe you live a life i don't know if you're religious or something like that where you're supposed let's put it this way you're supposed to be perceived in a certain way yeah and then in your private life you do something that is so completely different to the extent that if something somebody found out it could destroy your life then you really need to think about you know which part of your life you know what it is that you want because it shouldn't be destroying your life yeah eating you up inside and i think that can often happen particularly if people have a specific thing that they like and they haven't told a partner that they've been with for many many years so they go and seek that somewhere else because they need it, but they're scared. They're literally petrified to tell their partner. But then they go and seek it somewhere else, and that can work for a while. And then something happens, and somebody yeah. finds out, and then it's just well. It can also, fun. yeah. I mean, it could also be the fact that like they have told this person, or they've told someone, and then they didn't accept them, and now they feel the shame from it. Yes, and shame can be a very lot. Like we know, like shame can be just like a horrible detriment to your sexual being and like not wanting to like yeah not wanting to just like be free in that part of you and like being in the closet per se like 100 and i think you know obviously times have changed but i think that it's always about you know i'm going to say the same thing again Susie. it's all about communication it's always being a a, sort of as upfront as you can at the beginning because i do think people change in a certain way you might start to like you said like one thing one day and like another thing another day. And that's the thing that I think is confusing to people. They're like, hang on, why did I not like this before? And all of a sudden I'm interested in this. How do I discuss that? And that's when they get a bit afraid to discuss it with their partner. I think that can cause a lot of issues. Yeah. But I think if you, from the very beginning, have very as open dialogue as you can, that is really, really important so that you you don't feel strange or weird yeah that you can kind of share things and like you said you can be interested in things but it doesn't mean you necessarily do it or or it's part of your life or your lifestyle or anything so do you fax for us mel do i want any facts 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 i thought you said facts as in yes do you have a i would love to have fax you something um we don't live in the digital age um well so what facts can i give you when so i can tell you that um number one yes why do people have fetishes yeah what the fuck that's a fact there's there's been a lot of research to explore why fetishes develop however some theories have been suggested biological cultural emotional and social factors may all play a role Apparently, this very famous French psychologist in 1887. So oh, that was a long Jesus time, yeah? Christ, people. 
I had fetishes so long ago. Exactly. So he was the first to use the term fetish in an erotic context in 1887. His name was Alfred Binet. At the time, it was sub- it was suspected that fetishes took hold through an arousing experience with an object during childhood, which I have. Oh yeah, like something I happens in your childhood, that. and then you have that fetish. But yeah, also, like, like some, something can happen, and it triggers something in your brain, and not necessarily that there's a connection. Which is why they often talk about why some men are so into shoes that when they were perhaps high heel shoes and stuff like that, perhaps when they were first developing sexually. And for some reason, they saw shoes or... Like your mom's, like, heels or something. Yeah, it can connect in that way. Weird. And then that, even that just disturbs people. And you're like, no, that's kind of how it works. Right. Um, It is, however, um, research has shown that it's possible to condition people to become aroused by by objects like boots, um, boots as in shoes, suggesting that a fetish is a learned process, which is interesting. Also, it is thought that fetishes are thought to be less common in women. And I've heard that too, which might suggest there are unique factors regarding biological differences between men and women. Mm. So it's important to note that much more research is needed in this area to understand how, how fetishes begin um, and who's more likely to have them and how they influence behavior. And that... Um, research has indicated that people who report having fetishes are more likely to use drugs and alcohol and experience lower levels of life satisfaction. Oh no. Interesting. Because that, they're that so, seems... they're kind of obsessive. Maybe. And it's basically, so then another, the other fact that we talked about is when is a fetish a problem? Mm. It's a sexual or ex- ex- erotic fetish, sorry, can be defined as an extreme sexual fixation on an object or body part. The object of the fixation is called the fetish. The person with the fetish is the fetishist, right? Yes. Yes. So there is a distinct, there is a clear distinction between fetishism and fetishistic disorder. And and that is a condition recognized um, as a, Recognizing the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Oh, so fetishistic disorder is very different from fetishism itself. Um, and that there are, so I'm not going to, because there's a lot here, but there are three criteria for the disorder. Um, it, and it's basically the first criteria is over a six month period, you must have experienced sexual urges that were focused on a non genital body part or non living object. That just seems like a regular fetish though. It does to me. Two, the second criteria, the fantasies, urges, or behaviors that you are having have caused you a significant distress or impaired your ability to go about your daily life. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. Three, the object cannot be clothing that you use for cross-dressing, and it cannot be a stimulation device like a vibrator. That's what it says in this article. (laughs) So feeling urges to dress in women's clothes or use a vibrator does not constitute a fetish. Which, why would it? This article seems like it was written by someone who's old <laughs> it does a bit that's so fucking funny it sounds like a this... really old white man doctor who's like if you cross dress that's fine but if you use a vibrator that's also fine like mm, okay that makes sense <laughs> i think basically the long and short of it is um that it's it's a problem if it veers into it's going into your life and affecting your life. I think to me yeah. that sounds pretty simple. If it's something that's just something you do and it's kind of fun and there's no big 
deal, then it's okay. If it's veering into controlling your life or affecting your life or causing you or anybody else in your life distress, then you need to seek some help. And it could be a problem. And that's, that's it. I mean, like this, this man who has written into us, we wish you all the best. I hope we've given you some good tips on how to arouse your lady's belly button. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, she's arousing his but belly button. He wants to now arouse hers. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Sorry, but so the, bo- the best of both worlds, we hope for them. To both belly buttons. To both yes. navels, we wish you well. And, um, you know, I, <clears throat> if you have a fetish, I look, just look up whatever that fetish might be. You will find a community. I promise you. Yeah, you. I swear, because there are not crazy people, but there are people for everything. And if if you look for the community, you will find it. And hopefully it's not for, you know, hurting other people because we're not about that. But it is, you know, about just maybe you're like, hey, what do I what do I like to be tickled on this one spot? Like, why do I like an elbow? Like, why am I obsessed with this? What is this elbow thing? Yes. Why does that turn me on? There are exactly. other people like you, you know, and you're definitely not alone in that. Absolutely, definitely not alone. And I think that's very good advice, Susie, to seek out. Very good. Hey. Hey. But we will we will link all this stuff in our blog. Yes. And yeah, like we said, on a next another episode we're going to we will talk about kinks because we need to talk about this this is like a mum a mammoth, humongous topic, isn't it? It truly whole- is. <clears throat> Especially with fetishes. I mean, like, um, kinks, I feel like, are much more about specifically, like, BDSM. Like, that's a lot of where the stuff kind of leads Sexual into. behavior. Yeah. Nice. So, exactly. But k- fetishes are literally anything. So, yeah, it's incredible literally where you can go. Anything. Literally anything. Like, it's like, this mic could be, like, a sexual object to someone. And it could, well, remember what we said in our last episode, I told you about the story I heard about the guy doing it with the chair. I mean, like, you know, if you like chairs or, I mean, I really don't think it's a terribly good idea, but it it really isn't a good idea at all. So please don't anybody do that. But there are people with a lot more out of the ordinary feelings yes. and thoughts than we think. And we live in a society where we pretend that that's not the case. Yes. And then we judge people who like things that are not kind of in the box of what we've said is okay, which is just kind of nuts if you think about it. It is. So let's just be open, guys. Let's be open-minded because you never know when a fetish will actually come to you or a kink and you'll be like, oh, that sounds weird, but maybe I'll try that. You know, like... you could. If your partner comes to you, you have to keep an open mind. You have to keep, that's it. You have to keep an open mind and you have to keep communicating, right, Susie? That's right, Mel. My miscommunication. <laughs> well, that's all we have for today. That's lovely. Thank you so much, darling. Oh, have a wonderful rest of your vacay. I'm going to miss you so I much. I know. I hate it that you're over there and I'm over here. You're over there. I hate it. Over there. Over here. But technology is a wonderful thing. And... Well, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks and so much. Uh, we'll see well we won't really see you, but we'll we'll connect. And please remember please I can't please remember to share because like this guy who shared, it's really great. And we want to hear about them. And do send us your kinky stuff because yes. we're gonna talk about it. You right? know we love that. Your kinky stories, kinky mm-hmm. whatever. We wanna hear about we it. We want it. 
We, we just want it. We want it. So give it to us. The girl has said it. <laughs> Love you guys. Until next time. Bye. Sharing My Truth Pod is so excited to partner with Vibrator.com, where the A in Vibrator is the number eight. This is an extremely exclusive code where no other podcast has it. If you go to Vibrator.com right now, use the code MS15, that's MS15 at Vibrator.com, you can now get 15% off anything in store. That's any sex toys for you, your partner, your neighbor, your mom. We don't judge. We don't care. Get it now. Go to the link in our bio, put in the code, and get jiggy with it. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast and follow us on social at Sharing My Truth Pod. And leave us a voicemail on our website, sharingmytruth.com, to share your stories and experiences with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.